Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine. Hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go, right? There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. On NPR's new podcast, Wild Card, we have ripped up the typical script. It's part existential deep dive and part game show. I ask actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to ask some of life's biggest questions. Listen to NPR's Wild Card on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. And that's what you really missed with Jenna and Kevin. An iHeartRadio podcast. And welcome back. I'm not going to say I'm Jenna because you know Yeah, I'm she's Jenna. Jenna, but I'm Kevin. I'm going to say it. Um, <laughs> welcome to Throwdown, season oh, one, man. episode seven. It is a very interesting episode. <laughs> and also, Happy New Year, y'all. Happy New Year. Thank you for being with us again or still. Joining us, rejoining yeah. us. It means a um, lot. Kevin, I've got some news for you. What, what do you What do you have for me? The number one song was dethroned this time around. Oh, that's right, Jenna. What is it? <laughs> All right. So this episode aired October 14th and it was, I've got a feeling for, I mean, I don't even know how many weeks. Um, like half the year, basically. Yeah. <laughs> 2009 now- was a weird time. Down, Jay Sean featuring Lil Wayne. Baby, are you down, 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 and down? I actually listened to it today, and it took me back. Like I had sense memory listening to that, and it took me back to two thousand nine. Because it's a great song. It is for, a great song. for you kids out there who haven't heard it. You should go download it. Down by Jay Sean. <laughs> um, the number one movie was Couples Retreat mm. with Vince Vaughn and Jason Bateman. But this this episode was something special. Do you agree? It was. Uh, it um, it <laughs> is one of the funniest and also most politically incorrect mm-hmm. and possibly offensive <laughs> episodes. How we've mentioned before that generally speaking, things have aged fairly well. Decent. This one, um, not so much. <laughs> but there's also a lot of hilarious, hilarious things in it. Well, also... And I will say this with all the love for all of our directors um, who we just adore, but Ryan directed this one. And the ones that Ryan touch obviously have that a spark. That's right. <laughs> a spark of <laughs> of cunning <laughs> darkness and comedy and heart and love all at the same time. He intentionally chose the ones he directed. You know, yes. like I, it must have been for a reason. I I also remember Jenna. Uh, before we really get into this episode, that yeah. on this day in Glee history was also when um, it was announced that our first soundtrack CD was coming out. CD, wow, wow, wow. The wow. CD. That's how long ago it was. That was And it was going to be out the following month. Some really good songs on that album, actually. Obviously, Don't Stop, but Hate on Me, which was from this episode. Maybe uh, this time. <laughs> Somebody to love. <laughs> Bust your windows, of course. Um, well, I think we should get into it because this episode, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk about. Um, there's also a sad thing. There's no Jema in this episode, mm. which is disappointing. But, but you know. it is the first time that our sweet Harry Shum speaks. That's in right. This, in the show. So there's also that. So 
this episode originally was supposed to be called, and I believe on one draft, it was titled SmackDown. That's right. That's how I think of this episode in my head still. I forget that it's... Not called that. And why is that, Jenna? Well, I believe that it was trademarked, and I believe, I could be wrong, and some fan's going to come tell me on Twitter later that uh, I'm wrong, but I believe it was because it was trademarked by the wrestling yeah, WWE. Like WWE or WWE. Yeah, WWE. Yeah. So that sounds right. You SmackDown. So Throwdown was the next best option. That's right. It doesn't even matter because this episode is. This episode opens up on one of my favorite things ever. It also introduces the Sue Sylvester villain music that sounds like <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I do love a meta-referential piece of dialogue. Okay. And it sort of happened, I think it might have been in last episode that we talked about, where Rachel says, I think we all just want this episode to be behind us. And and this one, when um, Sue and Chu are fighting, mm-hmm. they say, listen to us, we're even fighting in our voiceovers as they're doing this slow motion, incredible <laughs> screaming match that also turns out in some of the BTS footage from this episode i say it looks like two animals two animals brawling in the wild and it does i don't know where you got that from but it's right it's very beautiful i was you know a poet Mm. i really had a way with words back then i feel like this is one of the only episodes and i maybe i'm wrong but let's try and clock it now where they they break the fourth wall like a couple of times yeah i mean that's what i mean like I love it when they're like, we are doing voiceover. That's what's happening right now. But also like Sue looking down the barrel of the camera. (laughs) (laughs) Like that was jarring. Um, But I loved it. All right. So the big storyline this week is um, it carries over from the end of last week's episode where Figgins has uh, assigned a co-captain for the head of the Glee Club. And that is one and only Sue Sylvester. Obviously, some time has passed and we see Sue and Shu not getting along to our not surprise. No, shocking. Um, Shocking. We start with this, you know, brawl thing to give us a preview of how the episode we know where it's going to end up. And then we do a little rewind to say, how did we get here? How did we get here? Because we cut to Sue and Shu seemingly being extra friendly to one another. But what's really going on underneath is that Sue, of course, is trying to devise a plan to split them up. And trying, they are both competing to get into a curry favor with the Glee Club. Mm -hmm. And they have a number of ways of doing that. Figgins wants to make sure that, you know, they're not doing bad things to try to get the kids to prefer one of the directors over the other. And Sue knows that the minority kids don't feel like they're being heard um, because, you know, Quinn is the mole. She's deep throat. And (laughs) she decides to (laughs) um, split up the quote-unquote minorities from the rest Mm. of the group because they feel like they're not being heard because there is the most insane exchange between mercedes and rachel where mercedes says can we try something a little more black and rachel says it's glee club not crunk club which is diabolical Mm. i my mouth was a gate dropped yeah (laughs) Yeah. i was like i had to actually lift it from the floor and put it back onto my jaw uh i will say however though getting split up to do these in real life was, was very amazing. fun. <laughs> was also, great. the fact that you're like by white people was actually one of my favorite lines of the episode. I didn't remember that, but I that was an ad. I think that might be the only ad lib I got into this <laughs> show. That was definitely no, improv. No, no, that's not true. So, so Sue Wright tells Figgins we're splitting up. We're each going to direct a number. Mr. Shu thinks obviously he's going to take all the Cheerios and everybody, but she takes the minorities. And she says, when you hear your name called, cross over to the side of this black shiny thing. And Will said, that's that's a piano, Sue. Um. <laughs> I, I think we're going to be just, we're going to quote a lot in this because yeah. there are so many incredible one-liners in this. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. 
Pack your bags with just-arrived swim cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection in on-trend hues like black shine, green, and citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini, rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage from full to cheeky to minimal. Now in this season's must-have shades and patterns. Add the finishing touch with the limited edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent, dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriassecret.com. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So Santana, Artie, Kurt, Tina, Mike, Mercedes, and Matt all get to do a number together. I think yes. we have to talk about the names out of the hat, though. Uh, of course. It was I names mean, out of a hat, or is it just names? She just calls their name. Oh, okay. That's different. I know That's what you're thinking of. Episode. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. We'll get there. Because I um, thought the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> so she goes, Santana, Wheels, Gay Kid, Asian, Other Asian, Aretha, and shaft it's it's bad <laughs> it's, it's dark um i have a question mm-hmm. did this make you feel any type of way in real life you know <laughs> it didn't it wasn't here ask me that in like 10 episodes got it because it but this here. was sort of the beginning of yeah, and, and it was kind of funny, and it was, you know, and, and obviously, like, we're all, everything is copacetic at this point. So, mm-hmm. um, but I, I, I was like, I think there was something about it when we were shooting. We were like, wait, how are you going to tell us apart? And I think this was added, like, the other Asian was added on set. I was thinking that. I remember that. Because then there was a discussion, like, who's Asian, who's other Asian? Right, who's mm-hmm. other Asian. Um, and I think this is where the conversation started to come up where we were like, wait, Mike and Tina both have the same last name, but we're mm-hmm. not of the same ethnicity. Mm-hmm. So it didn't, not quite yet. Okay. Not quite yet. Just checking in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I know it gets a little crazy. Still kind of funny. As um, <laughs> all right. So then that that leaves 
Finn, Rachel, Quinn, Puck, and Brittany in the other group. The other group. A.K.A. the white kids. Mm-hmm. So Sue names her her kids, um, Sue's kids. <laughs> and she she makes them think, right? She's manipulating us to make us feel like Will is discriminating against the students. Sue delegates all the, the minorities to sing background for the white kids, meaning Rachel and Finn. And she says, like, I like minorities so much, I'm thinking of moving to California to become one. <laughs> you know what's crazy is I, th- I think that's um, a current Republican talking point. Is it? <laughs> is it now? Let's dive deeper into that one. Uh, or let's not. The wrong type of podcast. The good news is, is that Sue sort of answers... Um, Mercedes plea to do something a little more black and we get to do an R&B song called Hate on Me and this was so much fun to do Jenna do you remember the rehearsals for this we also recorded this together or no no I did with you did Amber. it yes that's right I forgot you sang on this no offense and then you're wailing on this I know you were very impressed by this on the day when we were shooting, you're like, that's you? Yeah, I, because, look, I had only heard you do basically musical theater type singing before sure. this, and here you are, yelling on me! You know, you're shouting. Yelling, yeah. Yeah, that's it was right. great. I loved it. Pulling us out of our comfort zones. Mm-hmm. Um, this was really fun to shoot. I remember, number <laughs> one, really enjoying being with this group of people. Yeah, it was really nice. Also, and I think it was, was because that's nothing against anyone else. It's that no, God, we love everybody. When there's twelve of you in a rehearsal studio and there's twelve of you to shoot something, it's just a lot oh, more good work. Point. And so good there point. were half of us, and we were also still like getting to know like Harry and and Naya, and yep. it was just like um, and um, Dijon. You know, it was yeah. just like we were still all kind of like melding as a group and then they split us up and we were yes. like oh actually this small group is really nice and, and it energized us i think <laughs> a bit because you know the episode before we got to do the mashups of the boys versus the girls and this was another way to split mm-hmm. us up and that mm-hmm. felt fresh and fun you know <laughs> this number was really fun to shoot um i think ryan loved being around like it was really fun to have ryan around because he would always hang out with us in between takes and yeah. laugh and get jokes and kind of get inspiration for other episodes and character choices and um do you remember chris's sweater that's all i think about was shedding all over the place i yep. mean there were literally like plumes. i don't know pl- thank you plumes in the air of the material of the feathers all over and it was a mcqueen sweater this was also when i started poor chris mm-hmm. when i started feeling all of his costumes because touching. Touching. Uh, yeah i'm like hey don't mind me i'm just gonna touch you now because Lou was really going in. I don't know if the budget got increased for his costumes. It did. It did. But something happened, and he was wearing McQueen and Tom Ford and all these incredibly expensive brands mm-hmm. and incredibly beautiful clothing. And so, I, I just remember he was dying of heat as well. That's right. He it was a very hot sweater. Um, Fun fact, for Chris's birthday one year, this was towards the end of probably back nine. He wanted, he had said, I really want um, a collection of all of my outfit, photos of me and my outfits. Now, behind the scenes for wardrobe, you ha- they always took photos of us in every outfit for continuity purposes. So I asked Warwick, one, um, his dresser, to send me all of the photos. So I have all of Chris's looks in my Dropbox. <sighs> And I put them on a board for him, like, you know, across, like, and it took up so much space. I don't know if he still has it, but um, all these Kurt looks, just like hundreds of them. That's such a sweet idea. It was really cool. It was actually really cool to see and and collect, but um, I did that. So anyway, uh, enough of Chris's clothes. This also begins the, the incredibly weird and amazing um, – Storyline's a strong word. Um, Storyline uh, uh, of the curly hair jokes. 
<laughs> well, I think people were amazed by Matt's curly hair. And I think, was it Ryan who would always touch it? And Matt had a secret that it was Lubriderm he would put in his hair. Yeah, it was lotion. Lo- lotion. Um, that he put <laughs> in his hair. <laughs> and... Yes, and it got it real shiny and real nice. <laughs> Sorry, that was an inside joke that Jenna. <laughs> oh God, I'm gonna have to play that for my brother. Um, so, it was real shiny, and so there were these running jokes about Will's hair, um, and I think it's because we just love. We were so enamored by how like weirdly perfect it's like the ramen noodle joke of like justin timberlake um but so the 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 curly haired jokes start and um this is the this is where the fight happens right between sue fantastic a a, a cockfight and um this is where sue says i don't trust a man with curly hair I can't help but picture little birds laying sulfurous eggs in there, and it disgusts me. Oh, it's so good. It is really iconic. I actually, I, I think about that line a lot. Um, but then also, those drinks are crap. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's from. Oh, my gosh. I quote what? that all the time. Like, oh. I, I would say something is crap all the time. I did not realize that was from Glee. That's embarrassing. Well, I have all these nicknames for my daughter, Emma, now, and I realize that they're Ken Tanaka's lines to Emma Pillsbury. Oh, no. Jenna. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Oh, no. Moving on. Um, but that fight also, in the, in the, on the stairwell is also it's beautiful. just really best, some of their best work. It's it's also, um, <laughs> there's a little like nod to one of um, Jane Lynch's characters in Criminal Minds when she accuses... Mr. Shu of suffering from early stage paranoid schizophrenia, which I thought was uh, wrong, but also nice nod to something. Mm. Um, so Sue basically she she burns sheet music, she steals the piano, all for absolutely asinine reasons, and the band. And to retaliate, Will decides to fail all of Sue's cheerleaders. Thanks to Terry. Right? Wasn't that Terry Terry said you gotta meet meet her where she is. So it's not when we go high. When they go low, we go high. No. When Will they is go going, low, we go lower. Low. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Even though like all the Cheerios got kicked off except for Quinn Santana and Brittany, how convenient. All the Cheerios are still in their uniforms. Of during, course. Um, that number. They keep me hanging on. Number, yeah. Yes. Um, so this brings us to my favorite scene of the entire episode. Is this the principal's office? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I don't know how to even discuss this without just quoting the entirety of it. Mm-hmm. There are so Ian Many lines. was mm-hmm. really going in and out of his damn mind for the scene. I have no doubt it was Ian who just was word vomiting all he was of going this. for it. And it was Brilliant. Uh, unreal. I mean, it starts off saying how stupid <laughs> the Cheerios for decades have been, and <laughs> like half of them were illiterate, and and or what was the line? Um, <laughs> it it also feels like the three of them were sort of um, freestyling a little bit, which happens when mm. Ryan directs because right. like, he gives it. you permission to do it, and if he says it or if Ian says it, and they're okay with it, they they don't say anything then you know you sort of have the permission to do it. Like when they're talking, when Figgins is saying they were trying to make a sign that said game time and they wrote two game. And then Will's like, <laughs> two yeah, two game. Two game. Two game. Yeah. And then um, half of the chair is like functionally illiterate. Sue <laughs> <laughs> says, oh, so what? It's like, we all know your devotion to that dying language. That time, the time, the comedic timing, the the chemistry of the three of them, the the conflict it was all just uh, it just worked in like perfect harmony. I think this um, is one of my favorite seasons of the entire series of Glee. See, scenes of the scenes. entire series. Yeah, sorry, yeah. what did I say? Yes, scenes. I there's obviously some things that are inappropriate and wrong yeah. and yeah. Don't however, try, but... on the whole, I think there's a lot of magic and great comedic acting and writing. Well, and then additionally, as she walks out, so to 
to close out the scene, you're like, what is she going to do? And this becomes also a running thing of like Sue having like a temper tantrum and throwing shit around. But um, she she goes out the door and <sighs> throws stuff around <laughs> and Fig insists, no, not the children. <laughs> and the music, the music it's is so, so good. good. It's so good. Right before she storms out, she yells at Figgins and says, say something. <laughs> and then when um, Will is leaving and she he brushes against her and she's like, don't touch me. It's a lawsuit. <laughs> and then yells, I will sue your ass. I, um, I voice memoed um, Jane earlier when I was watching this episode because I was like, I feel like those two <laughs> lines are improv. And... Jane responded to me very nicely. Thank you, Jane Lynch. And um, she said, I think this, I, I will sue your ass um, and say something um, were mine. She's like, let's yes. just say that they were improvised. And if Ian objects, we'll deal with it. <laughs> she said she rarely improvised because Ian so, so had brilliant. her voice. Yeah. Right, right. And so you didn't she didn't need to. It's not not saying that you need to improv because there's a lack of good writing. Right. It's that all of the wildest shit that you may come to your brain has already been thought of by Ian and mm-hmm. has usually been thought of in a much cleverer way. Mm-hmm. How he wrote Sue was absolutely beautiful. And it only gets crazier. So Yeah, and I think this too felt like um they were seeing how far they could push it. Yes, because they really did sort of try everything, I mean, right? They really, they really pushed it. They yeah, really pushed it. All right, so let's get to this. Um, this, this other st- the uh, baby. Yeah, let's get let's get to baby gate. Baby gate. <laughs> um, so we have Quinn and Finn going to the ultrasound appointment, which I didn't even realize you could find out the sex of the baby this early. Yeah, it's a blood test. So essentially, they take the blood test and then can tell. Um, in like two weeks after the 10 weeks. So, you know, give or take. So give the ultrasound, take. finding out by ultrasound at 10 weeks is not is a little, plausible, really, yeah, that's, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like a bee. It's like a gummy bear at that The baby is a gummy bear at that point. So, yes. Delicious. It's <laughs> – uh, Emma looks like a turtle, a little tiny, yeah. tiny oh. turtle at, at 10 weeks. The so, cutest yeah, little it's turtle. hard to tell. Hard to tell. Um, and then they find out it's a girl. So it's not, yeah, it's not going to line up with Terry's plan. Exactly. And Terry's plan, her scheme against Will is getting, it's getting harder to keep up the ruse, right? You know, they have that scene where Will's like, I am the father of this baby and I haven't even felt this baby kick. I haven't been to any doctor's appointments and Terry is now under fire. Um, because Will sort of lays it down and says, I'm going with you on your next appointment. Yeah, he says he made an appointment. Yes. He is taking he is taking charge. Mm-hmm. And- <laughs> Meanwhile, sweet, sweet, <laughs> stupid Finn um, is thinking about possible names, which pisses Quinn off because she's trying to not keep the baby. Mm. But he comes up with, and I love this little foreshadow here, um, the name... Drizzle, um, because he heard that Gwyneth Paltrow named her kid Apple and thinks it's so cool because he loves apples, and he also loves drizzle, drizzle. when it starts drizzling. And then we'll have, obviously, Gwyneth, wonderful, sweet Gwyneth, will come and play Holly Holiday, who also married Brad Falchuk, which I'm sure most of you know, and... um you know, we have a little foreshadowing there that Holly Holiday will be <laughs> going to Paltrow. I just uh, um, the, um, the drizzle, the name drizzle though is really. He said it's original it's and poetic it's, and the best baby name of all time, and so awesome when it's just drizzling outside but not raining, not so raining. it smells like rain. But you don't need an umbrella. <laughs> I love Finn. I just love him. Uh, there's a lot of stupidness going on in this episode. Mm-hmm. I was also thinking about how if any of these characters were real people. Oh How crazy Sue and Will, like, ne- neither of them should be teachers. They're losing right. their mind. Right, 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 right. You know, it's funny when you think about teachers <laughs> when you went to school and you're like, 
now as an adult, you're like, oh my gosh, I went out last night with a friend who was a teacher and you're like you get real drunk and they're like hung over the next day and mm-hmm. you're like, oh my God. Because anyway, as sorry, a kid, they're not real people. You don't think of them yeah, as Yeah, yeah, they're people. perfect. They're perfect. It's like your parents. So, um, so what do you do? What does Terry have to do when she realizes she's going to have to go to ultrasound appointment? She calls up good old trusty Kendra. Yes, Kendra, which is this insane scene. I mean, this scene is one of the best um, where she they 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 blackmail Dr. Wu saying that um, she her husband represents um, some very big mid-sized law firms that are just going to sue his ass and. You know, word on the street is is gonna it's gonna travel, and all these women are gonna close on up their legs and walk on over to Doctor Chin. So Doctor Wu has to help Terry because um, Doctor Wu put too much pitocin <laughs> in her when she was giving birth to her creepy ginger kids, and it messed up their DNA. Anyway, this scene is really. Um, what some of Jennifer Aspen's best work? On I the I show. think this is really just she, like she, a, she peaked. <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable. <laughs> and so, so there we have it. It's going to work at least for now. That's what we think. Doctor Wu is going to help. And then Doctor Wu does help. He puts mm-hmm. up a little screen, and they have, you know, Will He's and like, Terry. I've, I did this. I, I did yeah. put the baby, <laughs> make yeah. the baby with her. And he goes along with it, and mm-hmm. Will's crying, and Terry is realizing, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Um, just remember how much you love me in this moment, because I probably feel like I know this is all going to come undone at some point. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. frightening. And then we've got this other storyline that kind of um, – Goes along with Baby Gate, where mm-hmm. we see we see a little bit more of Jacob and Israel, and he is being weird and creepy to Rachel and and blackmailing her. We have a lot of blackmailing in the show, um, blackmailing her with running a story in the school newspaper about Quinn being pregnant. So Rachel gives JBI a pair of her panties, which I mean now mm. nowadays no, no, no. this no, no, no. you wouldn't work. I mean, is this a crime? Like, this seems I mean, pretty it's, awful. It's a crime anyway. Yeah, right? it I mean, blackmail is a crime, then. but like a sexually yeah, assault. Like, a... it's not. Yeah. Um, And then she, so she gives him some underwear. And the first time she gives him clean underwear that she's never worn before, just newly bought undies. But I think she does end up giving him undies, right? And another pair to keep yeah. him quiet. Um, And... And then we have this – then we end up kind of back at the um, – back in the – where we started, right? Now yes, we're kind of back in the choir room, scene. the wild animals going well, at it. We're in the auditorium, mm-hmm. and Sue's kids are going to watch white people. Um, oh, do no air, which we skipped. Sorry. Yes. No, I, don't worry. I have not okay. forgotten about okay. it. Let's talk okay. about no air. Okay. Because no air. <laughs> <laughs> I I just remember hearing it for the first time. So Corey was not a singer coming into this show, right? Right. And he could he was a drummer who could sing. Yeah. And I remember hearing this song and I was like, there's no way he could sing that high. And I remember I had all these conspiracy theories. About and I'm sorry, and it was my bad because mm. that song is so high, mm-hmm. and Corey sounded so good, so good. And I was asking Adam Anders, I was like, "Is that you singing? Are you?" <laughs> doing it's it's obviously no, not. It's he would never do that. And it's Corey, and mm-hmm. I loved their performance of it. I burst out laughing and had to pause it. I was crying. In the, hallway? the hallway with the wind. The hallway with the wind. And they're so serious. That's it, though. It's like they were—they're serious about it, but it's—it's—it works. It somehow works. <laughs> I uh, bought it, and and I don't know. I just I enjoyed nowhere. <laughs> Corey and Leah are so funny. Like they get that Beyonce fan, and are and they so are so funny, and fully know what they're doing, and committed to the oh, yes. the joke of it. Um, they're in on the joke. In yeah, on the joke. It's very. Very good. And I love the whole um, Quinn storming out and then, you know, 
repeating it back to Sue or rehearsing it with Sue, which (laughs) then, you know, fast forward to where we were talking about the slow motion fight Mm -hmm. and the us minorities are sitting in the audience and everyone has just sort of had it because you're, you're watching these two adults, grown ass people going at it for, and for what there's no reason. And Finn speaks up as, you know, sort of the leader that he is. And we all sort of, Storm Talking out. about mom, mom and dad. If we wanted to see mom and dad fight for those of us who still had a dad or That's both right. parents, we'd go home. And so, they, yes. they carry me out in the wheelchair up the stairs. I just was floored because I remember us talking about the fact that your wheelchair was up on that platform. And then mm-hmm. I saw it again. And I was like, how did Artie get there? And then they showed it. And yes. I just – I think we were talking about it. And I think that's why Ryan put that in because – yeah. We were like, how does Artie get out of here? And he, <laughs> which he is, made sure that we knew. <laughs> which is, you know, he did that several times in this episode, which another number we skipped over, which is Ride With Me. That mm-hmm. was another thing. We'll talk about that, though, Jenna. I want you to save okay. that because okay. I have a surprise okay. for you. Oh, So don't God, talk about okay. Ride With Me. Okay. Well, I mean, we're almost there. So base, essentially, we are – the ruse is still going. Will has seen, seen the baby – "Quote unquote," um, that and the the gender has or the sex has changed. Excuse me. The Thanks sex to Doctor Wu, Wu being like, "Oh, I made a Ruth. mistake." Mm-hmm. Um, the Sue has decided to step down as co glee uh, glee found glee what co director. <laughs> Thank okay. you. Yep, because co director. Um, the the reality <laughs> sets in about how um, horrible their fight was in front of these students. And it seems to sober both of them up temporarily. Just enough. enough. Yeah. And then um, we go to the choir room where we have a a flashback-ish, right, of JBI, Sue finding the undies in his locker. He explains why he was doing it, that he blackmailed Rachel, and um, she makes him run the story because she feels... Betrayed by Quinn. Because she didn't know. And this is her finding out that Quinn is pregnant. Through and, from JBI. Yes. And so when we're doing our little recap at the end of the episodes, as we normally do, thanks to Mr. Shu, mm-hmm. um, he says the, um, uh, I, I would like to put this up as a candidate for um, did not age well, this line uh-huh. <laughs> of you're all minorities because you're in Glee Club. Um, and then he, you know, breaks it down one by one, and he says Quinn, and then Sue says, "You're pregnant." You're pregnant, and reveals there it to is. all the Glee Club officially, right? Because most of us knew. Yes, but it's out there, and the story is running, and it's running because Sue told JBI to run it, which is mm. not okay. And then we do keep holding on, which is still in my body. And I know mm-hmm. we do this number again, and we re- we had to re-rehearse it in later in a later season, and but for some reason, this number is in my body because could... this number was tough because <laughs> nobody got it, and it looked like dog shit. <laughs> do you remember this? No, I just like again we got up there to rehearse it, and it and Zach I think was freaking out because it did not look, look great. Good. And because the other thing was, Ryan was directing, and it was less about the the dance needed to be clean, mm. looking and sharp, but more than that, the emotion and the story that it was portraying needed to be Neither. strong. Right, and everything was in service to supporting Diana that day. Where I remember she had That's to right. cry every mm-hmm. single take, mm-hmm. in the entirety of a song, mm-hmm. and we were all sitting there, and it was really quiet. It was yes, very maybe. serious. We were doing. I think this Ryan number. had said something at the top of the number as well, mm-hmm. like "Let's be respectful of Diana and let's let's just get this done, right?" Yeah, and it was. Uh, it felt like one of those moments where, like, okay, this is we're professionals. We need to support our fellow actor and cast member because a lot of times we get to act silly and do and comedy joke and off this, and yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I do remember this number being. Very embedded in my life, yes. Um, And it's not that hard. So I just... I think that's what it was, though. I think it was the simplicity (laughs) of it. And like we were doing... I can't, I can't. It was a lot of like really sharp, strong movement. Nothing you can say! 
nothing to <laughs> you know with these like yelling backgrounds yeah um yeah yeah it was it was a lot of things that but the number us. but the more important more importantly it worked i watched that number and i was like you know this is effective and it worked ryan knew I know, he what he was doing every he single time and i remember that number doing well on itunes afterwards yes. because yes. the numbers that did really really well Mm-hmm. We're connected to story, right? Yes. It was an emotional. There was an emotional connection to the characters and to the storyline, and this is a this is a big one. And it was nice that this, you know, this was sort of the. I liked the storyline of Rachel going out of her way to protect Quinn, and she even was though tr- there's some of it is in her interest, obviously for uh, Finn, totally. But, but that conversation they have, like, yeah, Rachel's yeah. keeping it 100 in the hallway. It's true. It's true. We got and to see her. This was all of them coming together to protect her and remind Quinn who her real friends are. And Sue is not looking out for her. When Corey or when Finn grabs both their hands in that shot, I got chills. (laughs) Full body chills. These teens. Oh, God. These teens are up to no good. It was incredibly effective. (laughs) I mean, what is the line? I mean, I felt a lot of things. The line earlier in the episode with Finn. I mean, mm. with um, Quinn saying, I know a lot of guys who cheat, cheat on their pregnant girlfriends don't do it with her. Yeah. There you are. Mm-hmm. It's it's complicated is what it is. Oh, it's complicated. It's on, um, it, on Facebook. It'd be, it's complicated. Wouldn't be a show about teens if it weren't complicated. No. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just arrived swim cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection in on-trend hues like black shine, green, and citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini, rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage from full to cheeky to minimal, now in this season's must-have shades and patterns. Add the finishing touch with the limited edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriassecret.com. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics, in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tardy takes, Jenna. Are you ready? Let's do it. Um, cringe moments. I think there are a lot. Um, the whole episode. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I think we there was probably an offensive line about every sort of minority group. Mm-hmm. Um, oh God, I, I do think the you're all minorities. You're in the Glee Club. You're in the it's Glee Club. Really it's, crazy. It's bad. It's also. I mean, they're all bad. There's a there's a list um, by Screen Rant of the um, the Will Schuster's eight most cringeworthy <laughs> quotes, and that is on there. And I <laughs> I feel like you know it deserves to be up there. I need to see that list. <laughs> I'll send it to you. Don't you worry. Okay. Um, we'll probably reference it again. Worst dance move. Um. Number one, I will say my worst dance move was in Hate on Me. I, <laughs> when you do the neck thing? Yes. Yeah. Ryan made me do that. I know. I, I knew and there I was some it. story to it. I would never have done that on my unprovoked. <laughs> yeah, I was, okay? was very not Jenna. Very upsetting. Okay. Um, and then the I think one of the funnier ones was we started to see Britney S. Pierce. Um, she was doing the the ear, the finger to the ear for um ride with during ride with me i think this is where it all happened i think this is the birth this episode mm-hmm, was the birth mm-hmm. of britney s pierce that's right because ryan was around yep exactly that song uh hate on me yeah definitely i think so uh best performance by a prop i am voting for either the ultrasound oh yeah or the bonsai tree oh yeah they're both i think the fake <laughs> ultrasound is Okay. Pretty it's great. A good, good performance. Okay. Um, um, didn't age well. I just want to shout out somebody on Twitter, Wes, um, because we said last week that, or not a couple weeks ago, that things had aged pretty well, and then there's the whole part about uh, April Rhodes hooking up with all the boys in the locker room from roads not taken so um oh, yes. yeah yeah i forgot about that thank you for keeping Thanks, us Wes. honest <laughs> yeah that call us out all yeah, the time please, please people just do it but yeah, i think a lot of things in this episode do not age well yeah like all, all the insults the undies in i the mean locker. a thousand things right yeah. it's the minority thing in general just doesn't really work anymore no um but here we are okay do you have some favorite quotes Oh, God. I mean, no, not the children. <laughs> I, there's about a hundred quotes in this episode. There are too many. Oh, my God. I know the Dutch are notoriously cold people. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, I think the drizzle line was really good. I empower my Cheerios to live in fear by creating an environment of irrational and random terror. <laughs> um... I, I do think um, I like minorities so much. I'm thinking of moving to California to become one is great. That's a good one. Oh, that one tickles me. There's a million things, a million lines that I think <laughs> could win best line. I think the whole episode was just a, a one line zingers all over the place. As Jeff Goldblum would say, this is what brings us to shit we found on uh, TikTok. Ah, ah, ah. Brings us uh, shit we found on TikTok. Do you think we can get Jeff Goldblum on here when it gets to his episode? Definitely. Okay, great. All right. Um, okay, bring, give it to me, Kevin. So there was a tweet by um, Deja with us doing Ride With Me that said, I can't explain it, but this is hands down one of my favorite Glee moments. And then someone on TikTok mm-hmm. um, named um, Yaki Miss Greenscreen, I'm going to go with that, uh, made a TikTok about it and said this was unscripted, just them having fun. Mm-hmm. And that is true. It's true and not true because it what was do you mean? doing that number was planned. Like we rehearsed it. We were miked. But, oh, no. But, but it, was it was not inspired. originally in the script. Yes, it, it was, was inspired. inspired by. Okay, I see. What it was saying. inspired it, by true events. That is correct. But the correct. actual filming of it was not. No, 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 no. Ryan decided to add it in pretty on early into us filming the episode. We were sitting um, by our chairs off mm-hmm. when they were changing setups, and we were doing that number, and we were singing it, and people were like kind of jamming along, and Ryan was like, "Oh, I like that. Keep it." And it's like, do you guys know that? Sh- like, if we filmed it, do you like, know all the words? We could do that. Like, sure. Um, cut to we don't know the words, <laughs> and um. They, we found out we were shooting it the next day. They yeah. were adding it into the top of the choir room, and I stayed up. Yeah, you were for paranoid. Like 
hours trying to learn this freaking song. Yeah. I had not, I didn't know any of it. So I stayed up learning all of this because, of course, there's, there's Jenna, gotta be, you know, Miss Type A perfectionist. I knew all the words by the time we did it. Yeah. I, I, th- I knew most of the words Nobody. already. And then there were a couple but of. That's, yeah. And they gave us, so what they do is like, technically speaking, they also give us these little earwigs, earwigs. that just have like a, a beat in it, like a <clears throat> that is so light. And then we couldn't. We were so bad. Like they gave us really an opportunity bad. to do something live, and it was really bad. And it was bad. We, we could felt. not keep on beat. It was, but it was inspired by a real, true event, mm-hmm. and it was us just having fun. But it was also we did it a bunch of times, which is why I think um, the white people line ended up in there because that whole scene was just sort of improvised. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, they also like. <laughs> Please keep sending us this stuff. This is very good because I like seeing yes. we we like seeing what you guys. I do. Think about I do. I just like not having to find it. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. You know, there was this whole thing of like, yeah, yeah I'm watching right now. Can you hear it? Anyway. Oh boy. Um, okay. Yeah, we don't sound great, but it was a good time. Well, that's throwdown for you. Smackdown uh, Throwdown. And if you're re-watching along with us, um, I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you aren't and you're just listening, go watch that episode. That shit is yes. funny and yeah, it's rude. Well, join us next week for um, Mashup. And thanks for joining us yes. again. And that's what you really missed, folks. See you next week. Bye-bye. See ya. Thanks for listening and follow us on Instagram at and that's what you really miss pod. Make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars. See you next time. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go, right? There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. On NPR's new podcast, Wild Card, we have ripped up the typical script. It's part existential deep dive and part game show. I ask actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to ask some of life's biggest questions. Listen to NPR's Wild Card on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.